G'day, everyone, and welcome to the Inside NBA show. I am your host for tonight, Matty G. I am, unfortunately, I am matrixless, maybe. The man could be making a cameo very, very soon on the show. He is up on the Gold Coast. No, he's in Brisbane. Bloody hell. He's on a boys' weekend in Brisbane for the Super Bowl. So, obviously, he is possibly in a state that we do want to see him and get a surprise phone call from him on this pod. You don't want to miss that. And you don't want to miss how to set yourself up for week 17. It's a weird one. It is a two-week week, if you can say it like that. It goes over two weeks because of the all-star break. We're going to break it down for you in week 17, part one, because part two is going to come next week when Maddie's back, but he might even be back after this. Stay tuned. We'll see you in a second. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, indeed you are. And week 17 is a doozy. Week 16 was one as well. I called it a humdinger last week. But week 17 is unique by way that it goes over two weeks. Each and every single week we stop doing whatever we're doing for the NBA All-Star Weekend, games are taken off. It's like a holiday. It's a respite for the players. So you need to kind of tack it patiently. We're going to go through all the injury deadlines. We're going to go through the game updates and the breakdown. We could probably start with the injury updates. I think let's just get down to it. Let's get down to those guys who are indeed walking around on a broken leg or in the NBA, probably just got a flu. Yes, indeed. We have the Atlanta Hawks up at the top where we've got DeAndre Hunter. He's been out on Saturday's game with injury management. Patty Mills isn't getting many minutes there due to illness. And Clint Capella's adductor strain is going to be reevaluated this week, which probably brings more into question Anyeka Okongwu's minutes. So if it's coming into reevaluation for Clint Capella this week, we could see him back just after the All-Star break. So you only get the slight bump from Okongwu early on in this week. In Boston, uh, they both were going to miss Sunday's game, the new acquisitions in Jaden Springer and Xavier Tillman. Let's see how they fit into their squads respectively this week when they come back. Brooklyn, my guy Cam Johnson, who I've got in a couple leagues, look, he's he's going to be reevaluated this week, which means he's going to miss this first bump. There was hope that it would be just out of game and then he had the MRI and they weren't sure what they were going to do. And now he's come back into the squad and they are looking at it now. He, well, here we go. Oh, I've got a feeling Matrix is on his way. When you get when you can just see your phone blowing up with Matrix messages when you know he's drunk on a boys' weekend, you know it's going to be fun. So look, Cam Johnson is going to be reevaluated for this week. Now, week 17 being a two-parter in many ways, you could probably expect Cam Johnson to be on the sidelines for the first half of the week, back in the second. Look, Charlotte. I don't know what to make heads or tails of this one. I'm going to talk a bit Charlotte later on in their pickups and their acquisitions after the trade deadline, who they've sent out and who they've acquired back. Because I think we could actually get some value there because LaMelo Ball is still out with ankle soreness. And Mark Williams, they have said, is going to be out another month, which is good news in many ways because people were hanging on to the hope that maybe the bloke just shows up and plays. Well, it's not. He's going to be out for at least another month. Uh, no news over in Chicago or in Cleveland, but in Dallas, Dante Exum and Derek Lively are still out. The Lively one is interesting with their new acquisitions. They're obviously of Daniel Gafford and PJ Washington. Gafford and, and Lively play the same position. Gafford today, and we'll talk about it, 
an incredible breakout off the bench. It was a blowout win, so they could roll him out there a little bit more. Very curious to see the minutes split between Lively and Gafford. But they have absolutely consolidated their forward and their big man spot over in Dallas, and that looked really good for them today. Uh, the last couple of games, KCP over in Denver has been out, much to my chagrin as an owner of KCP in a couple of leagues with a hamstring drain. And uh, MPJ missed Friday's game, but expecting him back um, early in this week here as well. Detroit, Quentin Grimes, their new acquisition – I believe it's a knee sprain that he's got. I'm really curious to see how he fits in. We'll talk again about Detroit because Detroit got a little bit of a bump this week with what they were doing. Like they sent out Bojan Bogdanovic. They've got a couple of new pieces back in. So we'll talk about them because one of the first ones I want to talk about did pop into their starting lineup today. So we'll touch on that soon. Uh, Chris Paul won't be back in Golden State until after the break. What a huge win for them today over the Phoenix Suns. And I love Steph Curry's reaction. It's about time. He knows he's starting to come good and find that form we love to have for Steph Curry. Uh, in Houston, Alperin Shangoon and Cam Whitmore, they did both uh, miss Saturday's games as well. But look, Fred Van Vliet is the main one we want to look at here. He's missed the last three games, again, with adductor strains. Adductors are just everywhere. Strained adductors, left, right, and center in the NBA this season. Look, he's going to likely miss the games up until the break. And look, it's Houston. They can do what the fuck they want. They don't need to rush him back before the All-Star break. They can give him some more rest. He'll probably likely return for week 17, part B. So we'll stay tuned for an update in next week's show on what's happening with Fred Van Fleet. Um, look, Indiana... This is a team that's got some bumps after sending out Buddy Heald. We'll talk about them. Jalen Smith, though, didn't play in Saturday's games because he had back spasms, so we could probably expect him out for another game or two if they flare up. Uh, the, the Clippers, no news, but Los Angeles Lakers, this is a curious one. They are picking up Spencer Dinwiddie. He has apparently agreed to terms with the Los Angeles Lakers. He will be signed and into their roster. Curious to see what happens with him. If they're going to continue to roll out the starting five with D'Lo in their starting five with Austin Reeves right now, Spencer Dinwiddie would be a really good burner six man. He's a great heat check guy. Like this guy gets hot. He did it with Brooklyn the other week. We saw him light up the scoreboard and then they benched him in the fourth quarter. I think he's now just in the veteran zone where he can come in. And I think he's actually a good spark plunk off the uh, the bench. And also, I think he can work well next to Cam Reddish, who is going to ramp up his basketball activities and hopefully be back very soon. So we can probably see him coming back after the break. Again, there's no rush to rush these guys into the lineups, especially when it's Cam Reddish, who's been injured throughout the course of the season. Now, this was interesting. In Memphis, Scotty Pippen Jr. was inactive for Saturday's game, and Zaire Williams has been out of the lineup as well. Looking to see what they do, they've obviously sent David Roddy off, and they had 13 players on their roster injured this week at one point. It's an absolute schmozzle in Memphis. Uh, Miami, Jimmy Butler is questionable um, for Sunday's game. Look what happens forward to him. But Chris Middleton in Milwaukee, this is an interesting one. He has missed the last couple of games. Uh, look, it's. I think he's going to miss a few because it's Chris Middleton and they play it very safe with him. I think he'll be out up until the All-Star break. He'll be reassessed during the course of the lead up to that. He'll see how he goes and Chris Middleton will be come back. He's been dropped in a lot of leagues and I don't know if he gets a, like, look, I'm not going to say go in and sweep in and pick Chris Middleton up, but look, we all know what he is capable of. It's my cur I'm curious to see, though, what they do with his injury management like they did early in the season. Because we all know when Chris Middleton or anyone in Milwaukee gets a little bit banged up, they kind of play them with kid gloves. Like, oh, 
geez, we, we just want to win the championship again. We, we don't want to rush our guys back out there. And obviously, Chris Middleton is absolutely fundamental for them. Minnesota, they're all looking good and healthy, and they're looking good and healthy because they have a three-game week. We will speak about them very, very soon. Uh, New Orleans, Zion Williamson and Dyson Daniels actually missed Saturday's game. Uh, bummer for me, I had Dyson Daniels picked up for a stream last night, so I was bummed with him. Um They'll be hopefully back early on in this week and no more updates out of them. Big one in New York, though. Isaiah Hartenstein did not play um, with his Achilles. Now, he was considered day-to-day, but an Achilles injury can be a little bit flared up right now. Jericho Sims is also injured for the Knicks, so Precious Chua is naturally going to get a bump in this role. Much, again, chagrin to many owners out there. They picked him up and then dropped him again when Hartenstein was rolling. Look, he's going to need to probably just get the bulk of the minutes and fill in there. They've made the new additions in Ali Burks and Bojan Bogdanovich. They probably get more of a bump to guys like, like a bit bumped down to guys like Josh Hart. But I think we can look to probably get Precious Achua into our lineups if we do find out that Isaiah Hartenstein is going to miss some more games. Also, uh, OG Ananobi, big news for that one. He's had surgery. So he's going to be out for at least another three weeks, which means Dante DiVincenzo is going to continue to fly and do a whole bunch of scoring. He has been absolutely scintillating form of late for the New York Knicks. In Oklahoma City, Gordon Hayward, new acquisition for these guys from the Charlotte Hornets. He was going to be uh, out from after the break with a calf strain. This is curious. It's really interesting, the Hornets injury reporting, because they were like, oh, yeah, he could return at any day. He could return at any single day. And then he couldn't return it any single day. He goes over to Oklahoma City. They're sitting down and be like, you know what? You can't do that at all. You, you can't play. Not for at least another two, not, not for another two weeks. So he's going to be back in a couple of weeks and we'll get him into our lineups. Then nothing to report over in Orlando. Philadelphia. We all know Joel Embiid is out for another month and Mo Bamba didn't play on Saturday. The news there was Tyrese Maxey was feeling sick. He came back and played. Their lineup is shaking and changing with DeAnthony Melton rumored to be back in this week's lineups. He has been out for the past two and a half weeks, DeAnthony Melton. So this is a very curious one. And we'll talk about the implications of Melton's return because it does tie, I think, very strongly to Buddy Heald soon. Everything is flying smooth in Phoenix, in Portland. This is big news. We did think he was going to come back soon, but I don't think we're going to see him this season. Shaden Sharp is going to be reevaluated, I believe, in six weeks' time. So he's not there. Anthony Simons missed Saturday's game with an ankle sprain. Scoot Henderson and Duop Reef also have missed the last two games for these guys. They are expected back earlier this week. And Malcolm Brogdon is coming back into the lineups very, very soon as well. Look for him to get some more of an update as the week progresses because I'm not sure with Malcolm Brogdon because of illness, missing the three games when he comes back, they might want to hold him some more. Again, it's Portland. We're not sure. Sacramento, Kustawate has a sprained ankle. He's going to probably be reevaluated in probably one and a half to two weeks' time. No real news there or updates. And the rest of the league, we are flying good and tight. I think it's time we have a little bit of a look at the weekly preview and see what we can get in week 17, part A. Look, as we said earlier, week 17 is a little bit curious by way that when we start looking at 
the games played, all these games we can pretty much put down to one of two things. Are they playing before the break or are they playing after the break? Now, if we have a little bit of a look at the schedule, we can see that Monday and Wednesday are absolutely bumper days with 10 and 13 games respectively. Tuesday and Thursday are the best days for streaming with six games on Tuesday and three games on Thursday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are all on zero games, which means the league has obviously shut down due to the All-Star Weekend. So that's where we can look to get our best minutes possible for those games. Now, look, oh, Maddie won't... He's trying like crazy to get into the stream yard. I'll see if I can... Can we do this? Can we just... Can we call him live while we're in the pod? We'll just, we'll just FaceTime him. He's a good boy. We'll try. He's trying. It won't let him, obviously, because he's had too many beers at the at the Caxton Hotel in Brisbane, and they go on live tomorrow morning to watch the game up there. You can call back anytime you want, Maddie. You can absolutely do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a gun. Uh, look, as we said earlier, this is a shortened week, obviously, due to All-Stars. So we want to make sure that we're attacking it. Now, the ones with the most plays this week, I did say earlier the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's also, oh, look, here he is. Here he is. How you doing, Maddie? Um, mate, how are you? How's how's the walk in the streets of Brisbane on this uh, Super Bowl weekend? I'm currently on Queen Street with the lad. Oh, we're just about to hit the casino because we like our chances at making some cash dollar. I love that for you. Uh, we're talking about Week 17. Um, you just like anything to do with the Memphis Grizzlies in Week 17, don't you, Maddie? I tell you what, we've got him for four years for fuck all. <laughs> Gigi Jackson, four years for fuck all. I tell you what, we're making some bank right now. No, it's all about. By the way, can I just ask? Because I know that you're a big Stephen Adams fan. He uh, he obviously he tweeted out this week that he's going to bring the story full close with the Memphis Grizzlies by making the Western Conference Finals or the playoffs, and wants to put the Grizzlies in a coffin because they trade him. How did you feel about Aquaman saying that? Can I tell you what? I was a big Stephen Adams fan until he got traded, so it is what it is. Now we can fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he's not a part of their plans for obvious reasons because he doesn't play basketball that often due to injury. We win some, we lose some. Well, mate, I want you to have an absolute cracker. Everyone sends their love. We'll be back with, obviously, this is a two-part week because of what it is with the schedule. So we'll be back on together next Sunday night. And... Look, let's just hope. Who are you backing tomorrow? The Chiefs or the 49ers? Oh, I'm on the 49ers. I'm on um on um, I'm on CMC to score 49ers to score Brock Purdy over 200. And uh yeah, it's gonna be a good I'm sick of the Chiefs to be honest. I'm excited for the 49ers to lift. Hey uh low key, do you wanna hear do you wanna hear some do you wanna hear some gossip from the streets? Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey is actually going to be joining Taylor Swift on her Australian tour. I'm hearing rumors that after the Super Bowl, he's packing his bags, win or lose, and he'll be coming down under. That's disappointing for all involved. That's there you go. That that's the word on the street, mate. And talking about the streets, you get back to him. Cheers for jumping into the crossover with us and the boys. G'day, lads. Oi, boys! You just let the boys on the podcast that you're just fucking lifting. We're having the best thing we can. <laughs> Mate, get amongst your NFL. Thanks very much to call it in, Matty. Much love to you, brother. Mwah. And we'll keep on up to week 17. He's, 
I missed the, I missed the big fella. It's not good. All right, now back to as we said, the Bucks and the Timberwolves. Malik Beasley is an absolute stream on this one. Jay Crowder, guys like Pat Connaughton. If Bobby Portis is around in your lineups, you can squeeze him into the fray. Uh, guys who I like from Minnesota. Jada McDaniels, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, or even slow-mo Kyle Anderson will probably be the most used guys there, as well as Nas Reed to slide into your lineups, especially with three games. That's one ad for three games at the front end of your season. Now, that's Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Like That's absolutely minted. Now, even if you can get them first and you can't use them Monday because your schedule's like logged up, where can you go from there? Because then you're getting a guy for a Tuesday, and a guy for a Thursday game. So look at your wires straight away. Who can you get of that bunch of blokes? I think it's really, really good. The only guys that I other know is the Trailblazers are playing on Tuesday and Thursday. Now, they have a difficult lineup. They are playing, funnily enough, against the Timberwolves, who are a much better side. So this is where we need to look at guys like maybe Jabari Walker into other teams. If you're looking for steals and some defensive stats and profiling, someone like Matisse Thibel could slide in there. Chris Chris Murray do up wreath if he's back in the lineups or if someone's dropped Malcolm Brogdon in your leagues and we get word that he's going to be coming back in, let's look for an update on Malcolm Brogdon. With him being out and frequently out, he has been dropped in a quite a few leagues, especially in Yahoo. I know he's gone down 3% in the last 48 hours. So let's just look if that trend continues after the drops today and see if we can bring him into our lineups for Tuesday and Thursday. That's probably the best shout we have there. We do have Monday and Tuesday back-to-backs. We have the Bucks and the Timberwolves. As we said, good streams to start the week for the Bucks and the Timberwolves. Tuesday and Wednesday, we've got the Celtics, the Nets, the Lakers, the Heat, the Philadelphia, uh, the Orlando Magic, the Phoenix Suns, and the Sacramento Kings. Now, playing Wednesday and Thursday, we've got the Warriors, the Grizz, and the Utah Jazz as well. So picking up some guys and some action in Utah, especially off the trade deadline. We've got guys like Taylor Horton Tucker that we can pick up. We've got guys like Keontae George, who's only like 45 47% rosters, and Taylor Hendricks. Who's going to play that forward spot? We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a second. The guys who I've, I've kind of been impressed with on the hit list because I think there's some guys who have been able to get some in, like some interest and some base up there. I'm going to call them, should I do this as the hot guys? Should I do the hot guys thing for this one? Because I think these guys have a bit of a bump. Yeah, let's do it. Let's call these blokes the, uh, the hot guys. I'll do it. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. And the hot guys are brought to you by our good friends, the Standard Squeeze, because we should all squeeze these guys into our lineups when given half the chance this week. And don't forget to use promo code INSIDE15 for all of your apparel. I know Maddie's probably got his keep cup somewhere around there or taken away for Blokes Weekend up in Brisbane. Get amongst the gear at Standard Squeeze. Check him out at standardsqueeze.com.au. If you love camping, especially if you're on the go a lot for work or if you do a lot of travel, they are the perfect travel partner. Absolutely. Get onto them, especially if you love your beverages, your coffees. Your, if you want to take away for a bunch of, put some rum in there and Coke and then pour it away. It pours the perfect nip every single time. Promo code INSIGHT15 will get you sorted. Well, when we spoke the other day, we did the pod on the weekend about guys who we wanted to add and guys who we didn't want to add. We had a bit of a think about it with Skitty, Alex Reclean, and Adam King on Saturday morning live on the Heat Check. And then I watched some more games and I had a little bit of a chat about the action that I was seeing around. And I've got to say, when we have a look at the minutes that the guys are already starting to get, there's one guy that comes out for me straight away, and that is Buddy Heald. 
Buddy Hield has obviously set himself to cooking with gas since his arrival in good old Philadelphia. However, that does come with a bit of a caveat. It really is tied to DeAnthony Melton, who is the tenured um, starting shooting guard there. Now, when we have a look at that, we need to make sure that Buddy Heald is obviously getting a massive bump, but this is only as well while DeAnthony Melton's out. It's also when Joel Embiid has come out and guys like Kelly Oubre and, and Paul Reed are getting a bumps. So we really want to have a little bit of a look at that and see where we're going with our minutes on our splits right here. We know guys straight away in Indiana are already likely to get a whole bunch of moves and bumps right there. This is including guys like Benedict Matherin and Aaron Naismith. We know what they can do and we know what they're capable of. And they did slide in today. A big bounce back game, by the way, for Miles Turner today. Perfect from the field, slotted beautifully inside Siakam. You'd love to see this because Miles Turner earlier this week was a massive buy low. Eight rebounds, four assists, a steal. Funnily enough, no block shots for him. But again, Nemhard playing alongside Halliburton in the opening lineup. Obi Toppin got rolled out there a little bit more. Naismith with 31 minutes, which was, they had a bunch of, Nemhard was 34 minutes, Halliburton on 30. But Naismith, Turner, and Siakam all saw 31. Benedict Matherin played 23 minutes today. Not really efficient for him. Didn't like to see that out of Benedict Matherin today, but he could do a lot better down the track as well. And look, to be fair, they were not in this one. So you know what? They pretty much just, they just rolled how they were. They He just didn't have to play it. He didn't need to get in the game in this one. Their starters absolutely put the Knicks away and Miles Turner burnt them, especially with a, a lack of Isaiah Hartenstein out there in the middle to lock them down. The one that I was more curious of was one of our earlier games in the day. It was the Pistons going up against the Clippers. Now, Paul George was the big news out of this one. Absolutely cooking. But Mike Muscala was the starting power forward. Asar Thompson, as you can see up here, is also getting the bump. He was great today. Now, we all remembered what we were just seeing at the beginning of the season with Asar Thompson. Profiling like just the most elite defender in the world. He was like a top 30 bloke. Everyone's like, what's going on? Bojo Bogdanovich came back into the lineups and then he created and was on everyone's waiver wires. He has probably been one of the hottest ads, but there is still some leagues you might want to get a little bit of a draft at him. 12-man leagues, there's some opportunity for you to swoop in on that one. 10-man leagues, definitely. Now, if you need defensive stats and a profile, he can do that. Now, his field goal efficiencies, yeah, they're always present. But the 28 minutes today was nice for him. He was doing this with some extra addition and burn though with Simon Fontecchio. Now, there was 32 minutes for Fontecchio off the bench today. Now, mind you, this was without Quentin Grimes in the lineup or where Quentin Grimes is going to fit into this one. We've all seen Jaden Ivey really come on. 23 points for Ivey today, two assists, four rebounds. I love that. I think Quentin Grimes is going to come off the bench. I don't think they play Moose, Mike Muscala that much. I think we could definitely look to see Fontecchio. I think we could look to see... I don't know. Isaiah Stewart's got to come back in. He didn't play today. Maybe Stewart gets some minutes. But I do think there's going to be value for Fontecchio today because in the 32 minutes, 20 points from him, nine rebounds, an assist, and a steal. This is very good from him. I love seeing that from Simon Fontecchio because he was doing well as a starter in Utah, and there was a really big chance for him to absolutely drop off the cliff. But if he can play this many minutes or even down to 28 and contribute, he is definitely worth a bit of a stream target, especially when Detroit has back-to-backs or we can get a two-for-one ad out of him. The other game that I really liked today, looking how they did, is Trey Mann was starting in Charlotte today. Now, 
I was really curious to see what they're going to do with him. We had that we chopped it up with the other day with Mitchich. Now Mitchich came off the bench, and I really liked him today for the Charlotte. 26 minutes. Grant Williams, he fitted in okay here. I'm not giving him the biggest bump in the world because long term, look, long like they gave Bertans 12 minutes, but long term, I know that Nick Richards will slide back down into the bench when Mark Williams returns in a month. So we could get a little bit of burn off right now off guys like Grant Williams. Good minutes for him chipping in with 32 minutes today. But look, they had the win in the bag and they didn't need to do much about it. They really blew them out in the second quarter. Good shooting from him, but 15 points, eight rebounds and an assist is nice. But Micic in his 26 minutes, absolutely scorching, eight from 13 from the floor, two threes, nine assists, playing that distributor role, only the one rebound, but a plus 14 on the bracket. He fits nicely in beside Trey Mann, who got the start. He was cold, four from 11, one from five, only nine points, but the nine assists, two steals, and the four rebounds. That was some good work for Trey Mann. And with LaMelo Ball being out, and the incumbent point guard seemingly being Martin doing a lot of the point guard, they let Mann start. So they moved Martin off to small forward. Mann started. This is a this is a lineup where I can see Martin possibly going to the bench, Trayman sliding in beside Lamelo where needed, but Micic definitely is going to get a bit of a bump and definitely get the backup point guard minutes. I see Trayman could possibly move into a shooting guard role with these guys. They could roll Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, and Nick Richards or Mark Williams, and Man and Micic probably getting some some really quick flashy down the stretch. Call me crazy, and that's fine, but when he's playing this well. And they're giving the guy this many minutes. You'll love to see that. Seth Curry, look, one from three today, not good. He makes his return to Carolina. And that's probably the other best part of this story here. Now, this is a good one for the day today. PJ Washington and the Dallas Mavericks, they were absolutely firing today. A 47-point franchise first quarter record for points scored. They blew the Oklahoma City Thunder out of the water. Now, PJ Washington played 24 minutes, six from 10, uh, one from four from deep, five rebounds, an assist and a steal in his debut for the Mavericks. 14 points, really nice from him. Now, this team was cracking on all cylinders. The other bloke to note, obviously, was Daniel Gafford. And why I haven't mentioned Daniel Gafford here is that for me, Daniel Gafford is tied to Derek Lively. Now, Kleber was still the starting power forward today. Great. Derek Jones Jr., starting small forward. Dante Exum needs to come back into the lineup. That's going to hurt Greeny's value. He's most likely going to go because Kidd has said that he will start Dante Exum, Dante Exum when he is back and healthy. Tim Hardaway Jr. is still going to get minutes. PJ Washington needs to get minutes. Daniel Gaffer needs to get minutes. And Derek Lively needs to get minutes. So the only change that I see coming out of this starting lineup would be Kleber leaving potentially and then sliding in Lively or Gafford full-time. But one of them is going to have to play the backup minutes there. That's going to just infringe on PJ a little bit, but I do like what he brings to the party. I could literally see them probably doing a uh, a Dante, because Luca can play big. Dante, Luca, Kyrie, Washington, and Gafford line up at times, and, and working the ball really quickly, and a lot of like lob threats around the rim. So I'm really curious to see how that one plays out. But in the interim, especially with Lively being out, I do like P.J. Washington quite a lot in Dallas. In Utah, 
Look, they made moves, obviously sending Kelly O'Linick out and Fontecchio out. The the drop of Fontecchio was huge, and we saw it the other night with Taylor Hendricks getting more minutes and Keontae George. Now, we haven't seen it swing back. We're looking forward to this week and seeing them get those three games in during the course of the week. But what I really want to see from these guys here is more minutes for Taylor Hendricks and Keontae George. They present as really good ads down the stretch, especially with Keontae George already getting a tick and Ochi Abaji going off as well. Abaji was getting like 18, 19 minutes a night. With those being gone, it is going to open up minutes for him. Taylor Hendricks is going to get more forward minute spots and also Taylor Horton Tucker. Now, we need to remember that Taylor Horton Tucker did fall out of lineups for quite a while there. He was out of favor with Will Hardy, and I, and I just don't see him retaining it all of a sudden. They gave him the keys. They, they wanted to make him the starting point guard to start the year. It didn't work out. He slipped off the radar, and he was done and dusted. Fair shot. I see them definitely doing more of the youth movement like they did last year. And obviously the biggest movement, who is not on your rosters anymore, is Walker Kessler. He's got a bit of a return to form as of late. He is a must-roster guy now. I know that I dropped him, I think in, in one league or two leagues, I dropped him when he wasn't performing. I got great guys back in the loot, and I managed to fill my center spot nicely. But this is why we were so high on Walker Kessler to begin the season. And we always said, man, maybe after the All-Star break, maybe after the All-Star break. Well, Kelly Olenek going out is going to open up more minutes for him. And he's been absolutely brilliant lately. So this is the Walker Kessler we wanted. And through injuries and not having minutes, he struggled. And he was available on waivers for a lot of leagues. And now he's obviously riding that ship and coming good for her as well. So Walker Kessler playing absolutely great for Utah. Over in Washington, I'm going to put three guys up there. I actually could probably give you four from the Washington Wizards because, look, today he was absolutely huge. Denny Advia. Now, Denny Advia for me was already a must-roster, must-stream guy. He was playing really well this season, to be honest. He's having Denny Advia was having a bit of a career year. And today in 39 minutes, a team high, 9 from 14, perfect from the line, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block shot. We love that from Denny Advia. But the ads as well, everyone's like, Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley. Okay, well, he was trash today in 15 minutes. So everyone was rushing out there and getting Marvin Bagley. However, we forget that they did take Bilal Koulibaly in the lottery, and he played 30 minutes today. Now, he took 7 of 10 free throws, which was great. He was attacking the rim, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Now, there was no defensive stats there for Koulibaly, but I'm drinking the Koulibaly. I think this guy is going to be fast-tracked through the Washington system, and I'm keeping my eye on him and in development because they've also put out Eugene Abaji and um, – I see his name wrong – Eugene Umari, and he's also today – he only creeped in for eight minutes in this game, but I'm just keeping my eye on him as well. So if anything happens by way of injuries, with Gafford being out, these are the guys who are going to benefit. Marvin Bagley – we've seen Marvin Bagley before. We kind of know what – is what with him? The biggest bump for me is going to be Koulibaly. Like we can't forget the defensive profile that he has shown out during the course of the season. We're given they've even started him at the five with some outs. So I really do like what he can present for us. But the biggest instant ad for me was definitely Marvin the Bagley the third. Like everyone's going to rush to him. He started today only 15 minutes, one from seven. The bloke was woeful, one rebound and two block shots. Hooray! Two block shots for Marvin Bagley. You wouldn't read about it. You know he loves to get rebounds here and there. You know he loves to try and score and prove his worth. 
But I think it's guys like Koulibaly in Washington and Advia, who is going to go a little bit more under the radar and get the biggest bump for the course of this week. Let's talk out and finish that with our weekly preview to get those guys in. Let's finish up our weekly preview with the guys who have what game. Look, over the course of this week, the three game weeks, as we said, was Milwaukee, uh, Utah, Minnesota, Memphis, and Golden State. Two game weeks of pretty much everybody else in the NBA, apart from one team who only plays once, the OKC Thunder. So they've only got one game before the deadline, so we're not looking to attack any streams. I'm with them. Not the deadline, bloody all-star break. It's like the deadline. It just happens and kooks our week a little bit. So we're looking to pick up anyone from the Warriors, from the Grizzlies, from Milwaukee, Minnesota, and Utah when we can get the bulk of those minutes. As we said, the best ads are the are the Bucks and the Timberwolves. And then if not, we want to pivot into someone from the Trailblazers who play on the Tuesday and Thursday, again, with their weaker schedule. But if you're thinking that your finances might be a little bit shaky and you're trying to look for that dream home, well, I can tell you this one right now. Ryan from Astute and You Said is your absolute go-to. Don't forget, if you're wondering if your interest rate is too high, make sure you check out and click on the link in the details below. He gives you absolutely discreet financial advice, no obligation at all, and he does not charge a fee like many others for the consultation to get you sorted and your finances right. Big ups to Ryan at Astute and You Said. Make sure you click on the link below and get all your details from him. We'll get all of your details coming in on Tuesday with your buy low and sell high show. We've got that coming up with the pickup with myself and Mally, who's back on deck, coming back from camp this week. It's going to be a huge one. We can't wait to see you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye.